Someone complained that the men's room is whites only. Stanley, you know that's not true. And why is there a picture of a white man on the door? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show started. Sup? We got Pat, we got Steve James. Steve. Hey. James. Steve, uh, thank you for calling in. Well, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we were the reason uh, we've been thinking about you. Well, I always think about you when I sleep, but on like show <laughs> relevant wise, is that uh, we've been talking about beers. It's kind of getting. I feel like fall is beer season. Do you agree with that? You take your shirt off. Yeah. You know, you, you have a beer. Yeah, it is always beer season. Yeah, and so we were thinking. We were always talking about Bruise News, your uh, your award winning segment. And uh, so we want to have you on and talk about that. We'll get to that in a little bit, if that's right with you. All right. Okay. Um, so, Pat, what's been going on with you, man? I got pretty turned up at a wedding in St. Louis. You know, you ask me the same thing every week. Not yeah, much, man. it's just a week update in case there's ever something ever eventful in your life. You guys are dying to hear about the hamburger I had today, I bet. <laughs> yeah, what's the hamburger you had? I was that hamburger. It's good. I got the Iron Maiden from Kumas. Ooh, I've never oh, been to nice. Kumas. Very tasty. Which Kumas? I got the uh, new one in the West Loop. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've only been there and the one in Lincoln Park, but uh, big fan so far. It's good. It's pricey, so I only get it on occasion. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm personally a fan of the High on Fire. So what do both of those burgers I have, not have had in it? That one. Pat, what did your Iron Maiden one have? What was it? It had avocado. Shout out to being a millennial. It has avocado. Uh, chipotle mayo, which is your favorite. My favorite sauce. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's that good, good. That's <laughs> hands down. Um, I feel like it had like some salsa on it. I feel like I don't know. Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. It had like these um these peppers on it. I think they were called cherry peppers. And then cheese. I said no lettuce, no tomato, because, you know, it just wastes flavor. I don't know if tomato wastes yeah. flavor. Um, but, uh, Steve, what was yours? What's the one you had? The High on Fire, uh, it's um, it's a roasted red pepper, um, prosciutto, um, a sweet chili sauce, sriracha, and grilled pineapple. I always take the pineapple off, though. So. Okay, yeah, not your, not your flavor. Pretty good, though. Yeah, I definitely got to go. I know it's a Chicago burger place that always has a big line a lot of times uh, to get in. Mm-hmm. Just famous uh, burger place. Yeah, I definitely wanted to go for a long time. Uh, Pat, did you try that? Uh, I sent you some LTOs that were out there. Uh, I think they have like they have a buffalo or buff yeah buffalo chicken at Burger King, buffalo chicken sandwich. Oh man, I, I was drinking when you sent me that. I don't even remember that. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, this is a reminder, just a friendly reminder that. Uh, they have a, a oh also did you hear about this uh, Taco Bell their breakfast LTO? Oh my God, it sounds disgusting. Is that with the eggshell? Yes. Yes. Oh, no, I I've been to Taco Bell recently. I even seen a picture. I'm like, there's no way I'd ever get that. I have to try it just because I'm curious how the egg stays together and how your hand doesn't get greasy. Because I mean, like eggs are like. Not something you ever eat with your hand because they're like... Jared, Jared, they don't even serve meat. You know for a fact that they don't crack an egg open and make it <laughs> under right. the shell. You're right. You're right. What do you think's in that egg? Uh, Steve, do you know what we're talking about? I'm looking it up right now. I'm okay. on my computer. It's okay. like a... I think it's it called looks, the Naked Breakfast Taco. It looks a little bit unnatural. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if anything God at Taco Bell is natural. God, God does not want you to eat this. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, do you, you guys like or ever have powdered eggs? That just looks like a powdered egg to me. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. It seems like something that's, yeah, should be, should not be uh, consumed by a human. Like, like when you have the option, powdered eggs are like powdered milk is like something when, uh, you're trying to go, like maybe you're going camping or you, you have nowhere to store something for a long period of time. Like a Taco Bell has access to, you know, local produce and things like eggs and that they could just make real things, but they just choose not to. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking up pictures of it and it just looks it does not look good. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to pass on that one. Yeah. Um, so I was in uh, Milwaukee this past weekend. I was there. I played in a, uh, a volleyball tournament Saturday. Friday, I stayed with our former freshman year uh, floor mate, Tom Pyrick. Uh, oh, Tommy P. Tommy P. And so Tom, Tom and I, we go, we go to this bar Friday. We get out of the bar, and there's this girl that is, like, sitting on the sidewalk. She's, like, kind of, like, out. you can tell she's out of it. And she's sitting on, like, mm-hmm. no one is around her. So me and Tom are talking to her for, I'm not exaggerating, 30 minutes trying to figure out how to get her wherever she needs to go. Because clearly there's nobody around that she, you know. We find out that she's from UW-Lacrosse, and she's, like, visiting, and none of her friends are getting back to her. So me and Tom are, like, you know, all right, what do we do? And we're, like, we, we, we have to leave. And she's, like, hey, can I just, you know, go with you till I figure out where I have to go, you know, type of thing is, like, you know. And we're like, uh, okay, that's I guess that's fine, you know. Like I, we we don't want to leave some girl that was clearly very like way too wasted just sitting on the sidewalk. I don't, I don't know. So, <laughs> Did you get a number? Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't want to push any sort of legal boundaries with any of this, so because of the implication. No, I did not ask for. How her is number. it illegal to get her phone <laughs> no, number? It's not. It's not. I just don't want to. Clearly, didn't was not trying to hit on her in any sort of way. Um, so. Anyway, not your cup of tea. Not my cup. Not well. Also, she was very drunk. Not my cup of tea, and she was very drunk. Uh, either way, you not could be a not great okay. person and be really drunk, Jared. I think you're being a little judgmental. Uh, well, I'll get to I'll get to why she wasn't a great person later. But uh, so we she hops in the Uber with us on our way to Tom's place. She passes out in the Uber, and then we're like, "What Fortnite. do we do? <laughs> what do we, what do we do at this point? Uh, nobody's getting to, you know nobody's getting back to her." Uh, she wakes up, you know, we kind of take her to Tom's place. She sleeps on the couch. Uh, oh, God. yeah. And we're, what do we do? You know, we like literally, <laughs> we're like, what? we like, I shouldn't have got us. Like, I felt bad for Tom because. How do, how do we get rid of this person? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I kind of got us in this situation by like, I'm like, I, oh, Tom, we, I should we go figure out, we should try to help her type of thing. She wakes up in the morning, wake us up at like 7 AM. And you know, we, by the time we like actually get to bed, it's like two something. Uh, wakes up at 7 a.m. and is like pissed off at us. And it's like, she's like, I need to get home now. And I'm like, I don't even know where you're supposed to go. We were trying to help you last night. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're looking for. Like, and so, you know, she ends up getting in, you know, she ends up finally getting in the hold of the people she's staying with and takes an Uber. She was like on the opposite side of Milwaukee. And uh, then we go to the bathroom, like, you know, a little a couple, you know, I don't know, two hours later, just find a, uh, her underwear is just in the toilet. That's my daughter's. You take that off. So, <laughs> wow, well, that's one place to put it. <laughs> so then uh, Tom made me get it out because uh, he felt that it was my fault that I, uh, you know, that she was back at our place. So that was a great, uh, great, <laughs> great Good Samaritan yeah, experience. Wait, so who's more irresponsible, her for leaving all her friends and getting lost, or you guys for having a stranger stay with you? Well, I wasn't worried about her. The only thing I was worried about was like her puking on Tom's, which I would have felt really bad. You know, like <laughs> she could have been a serial killer for all you know. I, you know, she was. To be fair, I could have easily taken her. Uh, you know, she was fairly small, and I, it felt like if it came down to a fist fight or any sort of grappling, uh, I would have been fine. You could have thrown down with her. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, then Saturday have the volleyball tournament. Guess who shows up? Guys, I haven't seen since college. Uh, this is going to be relevant to so many of our listeners. Uh, but former uh, Chubstep radio friends of the show uh connor and tristan who i had not just some friends you know i had not seen since college uh you know i'm a little disappointed i haven't got we haven't gotten an email from either one of them yeah yeah well maybe they'll listen because steve james is on the show and they know who steve james is you know we miss those guys we miss those listeners uh so yeah that was uh that was great i saw a i saw a uh a sign in milwaukee because a lot of these there's so many stupid like uh 
highway signs that you see driving, right? I mean, like, I've heard people complain about click it or ticket, right? Because it's like it, everybody that knows to wear a seatbelt is wearing a seatbelt. And if you are not wearing a seatbelt, like the sign that says click it or ticket is not going to change your mind. Um, mm-hmm. There was a sign that was that just said camp in the woods, not in the left lane. Oh, burn. Yeah, I thought it was clever. I liked, that one. I liked it too. It was like the first time I was like looking at this is just like one of their little signs, you know, little digital like boards they have above the, the highway that they just put, you know, like the Wisconsin State, you know, Highway Commission, whatever puts up. And it was, you know, I thought I was laughing. I was like, that's good. That's clever. A buddy of mine has an idea for a sign like that, you know, for uh, this one's for drunk driving. Um, the sign says drive hammered, get nailed. <laughs> I like that. I think it just got a picture of a hammer. That's his idea. Yes, yes. I think that's pretty effective, actually. <laughs> just the text. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a good play on words. Yeah. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, so it's nice to see like a clever, uh, you know, thing every once in a while. Um, Pat, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me in. Uh, Pat, do you remember in the Moonraker movie, uh, the James Bond Moonraker movie, when uh, they're on the cable cars no. and Jaws is on top and they're fighting with Jaws? No. Okay, I'll, s- that movie. All right, I'll send you a link Man, to it later. Moon, moon, Moonraker <laughs> reference, big and deep. I like it. Pat's a big James Bond guy. People forget about that. <laughs> totally. GoldenEye, baby. <laughs> Have you even seen GoldenEye, Good Pat? One. What? Have you seen even GoldenEye? Have you seen? I don't think so, right? I'm, I'm talking about the N64. The, the video game, game yeah. <laughs> Here's the, <laughs> the movie's good too. Yeah. There's so many things that are so I much. It is. I don't know. I I would like to see more movies. I just haven't gotten around to it. <laughs> there's so many things that are so much better, like in our head. You know, like I feel like the best, the best age, like where you everything is like fantastic, is like 12, 13, maybe you know, maybe 10 to 13, let's say. And, like, where everything is, like, regardless of how shitty it was, everything was phenomenal. And there's a lot of going back to, like, N64 games. There's a couple games that still hold up. But GoldenEye, if you've tried playing that video game anytime, it's compared to a modern-day, like, shooter game. It's so hard to play that game. Oh, no. It's quite horrible. And yeah, just a lot of just a lot of those, like the way they used to do, like football games or uh, old, you know, basketball games, like just unplayable, like just not even. But uh, you know what's kind of since we're talking about this, I'll yeah. bring it up really quick. Um, we used to own a my family used to own a campsite first class, and we went up there this weekend. Yeah, uh, just for a day to spend the day out there, and they used to have a game room that had arcade games. And it had, like, you know, like the zombie killing games with the machine guns, uh, the racing games with the steering wheel. I haven't been there in, I don't know, probably like seven years or something. And we go in the game room, and it's literally a couch, a TV screen, and all virtual reality games now. Oh, fancy. Completely different. Virtual, yeah, I haven't played. I guess that's what the kids are into nowadays. A little, a little part of me died on the inside. I couldn't believe that all those games were gone. You killed him! You killed him! I don't know. Let's get to emails. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is from Michael Thomas James. It's called Pequods More Like Pooquads. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it says, Yo, Pat, I'm with you all the way. Pequods is overhyped. The amount it was talked up to me made it even less enjoyable than it would have been if it were unhyped. This is coming from a man who has a cease and desist from Sabaro, so you know what's up. And that's a reference to, uh, they got a cease and desist from, uh, in the Real Boys podcast, they uh, received one for some references they were making. Um, Yeah. Anywho, if you haven't tried Chicago Pizza and Oven Grinder Company's Pizza Pot Pie, then you should. Get the Mediterranean bread for an appetizer, cash only, no reservations. Maybe take me out to dinner. <laughs> Yours you know and... <laughs> what? He's the third person to recommend that. Yours and sausage yeah, yeah, dish, real boy, MTJ. I, I moved up around there. I live in Lakeview now, and uh, if you do go to Oven Grinder, you are going to be waiting in line for like two hours. Ain't that a bitch, man? I've been wanting to try Oshaval for like a year now, and I can't ever get in. I mean, it's not been though, but it's just like, you know, it's worth it. Uh, I've been there a few times. Um, 
don't ever, if you ever get a day off, like, during the week, you got to go around maybe 11 o'clock in the morning. If you go on a Saturday, you're going to be waiting four hours for a table. It's outrageous. But it is good. It's very good. You think it's worth it? Is the, is the pizza place uh, just, like, you know, first come, first serve? You can't make a reservation or anything like that? Yeah, that's sort of how it is. Anytime you drive by there, because it's kind of near the lake and Lincoln Park, you'll just drive by there. It almost looks like a, the building looks like just kind of an apartment building, a big house, and there's always just a line going halfway down the block outside of it. That has turned me off a bit. I yeah. Like on there. That's the thing. It's like... I was going to say, it sounds like a real turn-on. Definitely, I uh, I do disagree. I'm a big fan of Pequod, so uh, whatever, Pat. I, I like Pequod's as well, Steve. Steve, did you listen to the show last week? Like, it tastes like burnt bread. There was, like, no sauce and no cheese on the thing. I don't, I don't know. I, I always think it's good. I will say the service there has consistently been terrible every time I've been there. But the pizza, I, I'm a big fan of. Uh, did did I, you get the, or do you usually get the pepperoni? That's what Jared recommends. Yeah, they, they definitely do not uh, skimp on the pepperoni. They, I've never had a pizza that had more pepperoni on it. See, I'm a sausage guy, so I was already, you know, ready by yeah. Large black meat stick. Did I ever tell you guys about my worst uh, service situation, um, restaurant-wise? No, but I'm dying to hear it. Yeah. Let's hear well, it. I'm curious about your guys after this, but uh, I was at Casa Bonita in, uh, in Denver, Colorado, referenced <laughs> in uh, South Park. They, there's a whole episode where they talk about Casa Bonita a lot. How do and, I reach these gates? Uh, it was this kind of long way to get in. We sit in there, and Casa Bonita is not really known for its food. It's more like, hey, let's kind of distract you with guys that are cliff diving inside this place, and the food's not going to be that great. But mm. uh, we go in there, and the first thing the waiter says is, hey, I know the surface is going to be really bad tonight, but uh, I just appreciate it if you didn't dine and ditch. And started off the conversation with that, so as a precursor. So maybe that's not a bad idea. Hey, what's what's your worst service? Do you, have, do you have a bad restaurant service experience? Uh, me personally, I went to a breakfast place. You know, breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. I went to a breakfast place, and it was just the waitress was horrible. She took my silverware as they handed me my plate and put it on another table because people were just sitting down. So I didn't have any silverware. She didn't bring any back. And then... Like two minutes into us actually eating, I had to get up and get my own silverware. Two minutes into us actually eating, she came and put the check on our table. Like, <laughs> kind of like rush us to get us out of there because it was kind of empty. I was like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like 1030, like calm down. Yeah. Oh, no. That was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the bill way too early is just, yeah. I mean, you, you, got, you have to signal for the bill. They can't it. give you. Yeah, exactly. I didn't ask for it. Yeah. You have to be the one that initiates that. Anything for you, Steve, or not? You can't think of anything that's that bad. Uh, I do have one. It was from years ago. I must have been probably eight or nine years old, but I I remember it pretty vividly. Uh, we used to go to this place. There are a few of them around Chicago. It's a Mexican restaurant called Las Fuentes. And mm-hmm. uh, the one we used to go to is uh, is on the north side. It was on Halstead and, you know, around maybe like, Wrightwood, Fullerton, up around there. And uh, it was one night where it was just, you know, it was jam-packed. That place gets so packed on weekends because they have a gigantic outdoor area. And uh, this was a place we used to go pretty regularly. And uh, the service was just, you know, general bad service this specific night. But um, a couple of us had ordered uh, some with chicken, you know, a lot of how a lot of Mexican restaurants do chicken. They, They sort of pretty thin slice of chicken so it's, it doesn't take a whole lot to cook it all the way through mm-hmm. but they brought out one and I think it was either both of them or at least my brother's was, was definitely uh, some chicken served rare mm-hmm. um, so you know we just kind of got up and left as soon as you get the, the raw chicken you don't even you don't even send it back you just, you just clean that up. yeah yeah the, the, yeah the fact yeah, that they would serve that good. yeah definitely Sorry to hear about that, Steve. If you, if you, I'm sorry if I didn't want to bring that up. If that was too hard for you, yeah, it, it's a painful memory, but yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, you live and you learn. Exactly, exactly. Um, Steve, did you have uh, bruise news for us? I do have some bruise news. Okay. You guys are up for it. <laughs> Pat's definitely up for it. 
Um, I'm hey, also I've been saying you got to come on. Jared's taking all the credit for it, but I've said it. It was actually, I should be fair, it was Pat's idea. All right. Well, thank you, Pat. Uh, no thanks to you, Jared. Of course. <laughs> That's right. Um, so a few few things, um, mainly the Brews news will consist of uh, some events coming up in Chicago. Um, next week, uh, the Revolution Brewing in Logan Square, they are having an Oktoberfest sort of block party thing. Uh, from what I understand, it's free admission, but, you know, they are one of those, they're encouraging donations, you know, $5. So, Basically, it's you gotta pay five dollars. Yeah, well, it's like um, but, tipping an Uber. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Unless you are an exceptional, exceptional <laughs> Uber driver, which never really had one of those. But uh, yeah, they've all been good. Um, but there, it is gonna be on Friday and Saturday of next week. There are a few bands playing. Uh, notably, um, not sure if you've heard of them, but the band I'm a pretty big fan of, Real Estate. They will be playing on. Friday at the Oktoberfest, so maybe worth checking out. Um, a nice. few other things coming up uh, at the Field Museum. I believe it's on October 14th. They're having a rare and wild beer festival. So wild beer, mainly just going to be a lot of sour beers, that sort of those kind of funky beers. Um, a lot of good breweries going to be at that. Um, Three Floyds will will be there. Prairie in Oklahoma will be there. I'm sure quite a few other good ones. Jester King from Texas will, will also be there. And the other event coming up in November is the, uh, every year there is the Festival of Barrel-Aged Beer. Um, that's, yeah, the big boys go out to that, that uh, festival and I've heard things about it. I've never actually been, but those barrel age beers you gotta watch out for. I'm uh, I'm a big fan of those, but uh, for the two those two events, uh, the first one I think it's about fifty about fifty dollars to get a ticket, and you get a maybe like thirty forty samples, and the festival of barrel age beer you get twenty drink tickets. So, so explain to people what checking out. <clears throat> Steve, explain to people what the barrel age beers are. Yeah, so. Um, there, you can barrel age essentially any type of beer. Um, there are certain few styles that definitely, um, are better suited to barrel aging just because of the way a lot of the flavors work. Um, the festival of barrel aged beer, it's going to be mainly, from what I understand, uh, a lot of imperial stouts. Those are usually aged in like whiskey barrels, bourbon barrels, probably a lot of barley wines as well. Um, the imperial stouts, for the uh, for the non beer drinker, they they tend to be the biggest beers you can you can find. They're always dark, you know, very heavy alcohol content, usually around uh, upwards of ten percent. Same goes for barley wines; they tend to be very heavy. Um, I bring the beers. Not exactly the most drinkable beers, but beers. you can maybe have one or two of them, and then you know that's that's about it. that's about <laughs> the amount that you need. But usually, those are the types of Beers that will get barrel aged. Sometimes also uh, other beers that get barrel aged are are wild beers or sour beers. They can often go into like wine barrels. Mm-hmm. Those are usually the types of barrels that they'll use for a for a sour beer. Yeah, the uh, I feel like those those really thick imperial stouts. Those are kind of like a man's man's beer, right? <laughs> they are. Um, yeah, a lot of them, especially you'll find a lot of probably hard to find ones at this festival barrel-aged beers. Those tend to be uh, the, the barrel-aged imperial stouts are often the most sought-after beers. They can be the most expensive. People will give up a ton of stuff to, to get those beers. They'll pay a lot of money. And, the money truck, baby! Uh, they are hard to find. Um, there is actually a... I was actually about three, four weeks ago, I was out in a brewery in Iowa, uh, Topling Goliath, one of my favorite breweries in, in the United States. Um, they do a barrel-aged beer. It's called uh, Kentucky Brunch Brand Stout. I've never had the the pleasure of trying this, but this is a beer that it's just supposed to be unbelievable. But on the secondary market, so when people are selling beer, you know, to other people just looking to buy it, it can often sell for over a thousand dollars for a twelve ounce bottle of beer. So that's that tells you something about how crazy people that tells you how 
how crazy some people are into beer. Like they they'll pay that kind of ridiculous money for a beer. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah. Is, is that <laughs> is that kind of like selling loose cigarettes, Steve? Is that kind of similar to that? Well, aside from you know that you know loose cigarettes, are, I mean, I don't think a lot of beer sales go on 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 the L trains, but uh, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess you could compare it. Yeah, it'd be a little similar. Sure. And, uh, what's your, uh, what's your least favorite brewery in the United States? Least favorite brewery, uh, Budweiser. Well, have you been to Budweiser? Have you been to the actual brewery? I have not. Um, I'm just, they're (laughs) kind of starting to piss me off, uh, as of late now, because I'm seeing a, a lot of the commercials I'm starting to see from them. They're like, they're trying to push this kind of anti-craft beer thing across. Mm-hmm. When, in fact, one of the things that Anheuser-Busch is doing, or AB Inbound, the main company, is they're starting to acquire lots of craft brewing companies. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Not a fan of that. Well, it's crazy, and, that, and that's what all the companies are doing now. So, like, for a long time... Companies used to have research and development like departments, and a lot of companies still do. But then at one point they realized, why are we putting in all this work to you know come up with all these different ideas when there's already these really good ideas that are already out there? Why don't we just buy the companies and keep that yeah, whole branding just, and all this stuff? The, yeah, let's just buy the company with the better product. Yes, and so yeah, no, they de- Anheuser-Busch has so many, and I was so surprised because I've been to the brewery twice. I've gone on the tour twice there, and I agree, I'm not mm-hmm. a huge fan of a lot of their just standard beers. But then you go ahead and have some of their craft beers, and I like some of the stuff that they have, you know, some of their their craft beer selection. So, uh, yeah, but I agree. They're you know they're trying to they're like they're like uh, contradicting themselves with their advertising. Yeah, I mean, and you're right. The these big companies are just trying to buy up these these microbreweries, like like not only like Lagunitas just recently. I think they got bought out in full by Heineken. So you know, it's everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. Jared, that's across the street from you, man. Lagunitas is close to me. Pat, you don't really, uh, Pat. What's what kind of beers do you like other than I know you like your classic like Bud Lights and Miller Lights. What do you do you like beers that are not of that caliber? Mm, you're throwing Bud Light in there. I don't really drink Bud Light. Okay, sorry, uh, sorry, I got that confused with Miller Light. Not a Bud Light guy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Um, no, I just I, I love. The classic light beer taste. I, you know, usually when I'm at a bar, I'll get a bucket of Miller Lite. Uh, my PBR has a special place in my heart because of Marquette, Milwaukee. So if there are cheap tall boys of PBR, I'll get those. Um, I'm not a complete hater of craft beer. I do like, you know, I think Steve mentioned earlier, Revolutionary, Revolution Brewery, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those beers are good. I like Antihero. Um, Lagunitas I've had. I like that too. I big IPA guy, you know. So uh, Sierra Nevada had that. I like um, Three Floyds. That's good stuff too. Um, I just I don't venture out with the flavors. I mean, like we were talking about pumpkin spice. Like I wouldn't get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say I'm 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 not a big pumpkin beer guy either. <laughs> Never was a fan of it. Pat, since you... No, yeah, I just, is not really in the fruit flavor beers. I will say the one, like, cider I like is called um, Magners. When I went to Ireland, it's called Balmers over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 18 years old, so I didn't really know how to slam beers at that point, so I had a lot of those. But, um, yeah, besides that, it's just mostly like beers for me. Woo! The electric in the air! Yeah! Pat, I, you can't believe how many people have sent me things uh, pumpkin spice related since you talked about it on the show last week. Like, just I've gotten a, so many like a, well, they should have been sending it to you, but they were sending it to me of just all this pumpkin, you know, pumpkin flavored things that are coming out now. I know that's your favorite. Uh, well, I know that favorite too. So yeah. good for you. Yeah, I was I was in Dunkin' Donuts there. I was getting a bagel, and I saw an advertisement, and I was I just don't know who would buy this, but I saw it. It was. They are selling pumpkin cream cheese now. Mm-hmm. Gross. And I was like, who would want that on a bagel? Like, what bagel does that go go well with? Well, so 
uh, you know, a little bit of a amazing? little bit of a man card situation here, but uh, that used to be uh, so for the dining halls, you know, at Marquette, we used to have certain options. One of them was the Einstein bagel, and so every like every once in a while, when I wasn't that hungry, I'd go there and I would get the pumpkin cream cheese with the pumpkin bagel. I didn't even know pumpkin cream cheese was a thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, Jared, I can pull the man card on you many times, but you like to do it on the show all the time. <laughs> That's true. Pulled my man card for going to Whole Foods. Hey, how about you who goes to, what's it called, uh, Panera, to get a, a soup in a bread bowl? When did I do that? When did I get a soup in a bread bowl? <laughs> it's been years since I got a It's literally on an episode. It's literally years, on an episode. Years since I got a bread bowl. Uh but okay, okay, all right, Pat, all right, all right. Pumpkin spice, congratulations, <laughs> Steve. What do you think about on a bagel too? What, wow, what, Steve. What are your thoughts on the different beers with the different uh, like the fruit flavors in them? I'm not a super big um, fruit beer guy, unless or I'm not really big on the whole fruit beer unless it tends to be uh, sour beer. But one thing I will say is uh, New Glarus in Wisconsin. Their fruit beers are unbelievable. Have you ever had Serendipity or like their raspberry tart beer? Um, I have not. Uh, It reminds me too much of my brother. uh, This person my brother knew had a band that was pretty similar name and uh, bad memories from that. (laughs) Yeah, well, next time you're in Wisconsin, I mean, they're sold in most liquor stores. They tend to be pretty low alcohol beers, I think most of them hover around 2.5%. But um, their fruit beers are really, really, really good. Um, most of the time, though, yeah, they keep, keep the fruit out of the beer, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, was there anything else, Steve, before we end Brews News? Ah, uh, one actual trend in beers uh, that's actually starting to reach Chicago is um, one of the more popular IPA styles, um, uh, they're essentially just called New England IPAs, um, but a lot of Chicago breweries are starting to do these now. And they tend to be, um, a lot of IPAs tend to have these kind of really strong, bitter flavors. Explain as you would a child. A good example of that is like, the beers from Revolution, they tend to be pretty bitter, uh, really, really hoppy. Um, at least for a Chicago brewery, but these New England IPAs, you'll see a lot of Chicago breweries now doing it. Uh, Microphone is one brewery that's starting to do a lot of these, and they're in Elk Grove Village, but they're really kind of like citrusy, easy-to-drink beers, and they always have this distinct look about them. They don't filter out any of the yeast. Mm, so they're all... It's like floating around in they there? All kinda, they all kind of look like orange geese. And... <laughs> okay. um, it's a, it's a style that I'm actually becoming a really big fan of. Um, I, a few recommendations that I could give that are actually relatively easy to find around here. Um, microphone, uh, they do a beer called Special Sauce. One's a little tricky to find, but uh, that's a good example of the style. Uh, Noon Whistle, they're kind of a newer brewery. They, they do a few of those styles as well. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Um, very good kind of summary style of beer. Nice, nice. Look right. for <clears throat> Yeah, we'll have to check that out. Because, um, yeah, there's, IPAs obviously are super popular, and if there's probably different versions of them going around now, I could see that being pretty popular. I've, it's, it is kind of strange when you have the beers that aren't filtered and you have the stuff like, like, it seems like it would be gross, but you don't really even notice it by the time you're, it's not like you'd taste the particle. Like, they're, they're so small. It's not like it's like yeah, some sometimes- pretty... Sometimes when I'm drinking that kind of beer, um, the the gross thing is you can you can end up like drinking one of them if you're especially if you're drinking it out of a can and you pour it into a glass. Yeah, we'll finish it and you'll just see yes, kind of a bunch of yeast kind of sitting on the bottom yeah. of the glass. Not yeah. really. You just don't finish that part. Yeah, you, just, yeah. you don't have to drink. That. Yeah, you don't have to drink that part. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Steve. That's perfect. You're welcome. Um, I wanted to get to a uh, Jeff Goldblum movie review here. Hi. Hi. I'm Jeff Goldblum. You, you interest me strangely. You have uh, you've uh, uh, tapped into some kind of secret vein. Why would you do that to Goldblum? What's Goldblum ever done to you? What's Goldblum ever done to you?
Forget the fat lady, you're obsessed with the fat lady. Because she's sweet and like a peach, and like a juicy and sweet. You're afraid to be too Goldblum. He no. thinks if he smells Goldblum, he's going to be Goldblum. By jamming them into his pocket. I'm going to get my Goldblum on. That is one big pile of shit. Goldblum is content. Uh, people always ask me how I pronounce my name, Goldblum or Goldblum. Uh, I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? Okay, so this is not a movie. As, as I say, movie review, it's not a movie. It's a TV show, and it's actually a TV short. Uh, Steve, you seem like an Adult Swim guy. I do enjoy some Adult Swim. I'm so, a big Eric Andre show. Bird up! Hello! Hello. Oh, yes, as am I. you like Rick and Morty? I've, I've actually not watched Rick and Morty. It's something that I'm planning to watch, but I uh, haven't, haven't gotten to it yet. I just started, and all my friends are, like, obsessed with it. They say that it's, like, a great show, and it's okay so far. I was just curious. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm wrapped up in I'm watching uh, Twin Peaks right now. Uh, it's an interesting, interesting show. But uh, yeah, I do. I am an, an Adult Swim fan, definitely. So I'm pretty sure this is on Adult Swim. I guess I never confirmed this, but it was called NTSF SD SUV, and it ran from 2011 to 2013. And Jeff Goldblum was in one episode that aired on September 2nd, 2011, called Full Hauser. And so this is starring Paul Shear, who plays Andre in the league. And uh, in this, they have him wear a, like a wig with kind of like hair similar to mine. And he uh, he looks a lot different. Obviously, you can still tell it's uh, Paul Shear. So he's the main guy. He's a like a CI. This is kind of making fun of like the whole like, you know, NCIS, you know, CSI type thing. So that's why it's, you know, all those letters. Um, and so the whole thing here is that. They're trying to track down uh, this guy named Gunnar Gerhardt. Gunnar Gerhardt's played by Mr. Jeff Goldblum. With Jeff Goldblum. And so this, you know, this unit is trying to track down. He's never been arrested, so they're trying to get him. But they keep running in issues where he's on, like, Mexican territory or he's, like, in international waters. So, like, one time he, they try to arrest him in a gambling, like, in a gambling ring. And, of course, they have this, uh, they have the Mexican border going, like, perfectly across the middle of the table. And he's standing on the Mexican side of the of the border. Um not sure how many buildings there are that are exactly on the Mexican border. I feel like it's a pretty guarded uh, in general in general border, so I'm not sure how many just buildings there are with uh, you know that kind of thing happening. But so that's that's issues. So they can't arrest him then. Then he goes. They find out he's going on a cruise, and then uh, his girlfriend in this is played by Riley Steele, which uh, I think you can guess from the name what her profession is. But she was also in Piranha 3D as one of the girls in the beginning. I don't know what her profession is, Jared. Can you tell us? She's an actress. Uh, she was in this, and she was also in Prana 3D at the beginning. Um, so what else was she in? <laughs> uh, you'll have to look at Prana 3D. A classic in its own right. Yeah, classic <laughs> exactly. Actually, you know, I would say a slightly underrated movie. Ving Rhames. Uh, <laughs> it's really not horrible to watch. It's 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 a watchable movie. Um, so they, they, anyway, they're waiting. Wait, Riley Steele in this movie or her other movies? <laughs> Uh, good role in this movie. I'll just say that. So uh, they're so they're on they're on so they end up hopping on this uh, boat with Jeff Goldblum, and because they know he's riding it, and they know at some point it's going to cross into U.S. territory from international waters, and so they're just waiting on it, hanging out, and then at some point they're going to arrest him, and then they notice that uh, he's like, oh wait, you know, right here is still internet, like they hadn't completely crossed the border yet into the American territory through the water so he keeps running further different spots in the boat um to avoid getting arrested because they're still in international waters in different parts of the boat um it's a little bit ridiculous obviously this is a comedy so it's it's ridiculous at first when i first watched the first like five minutes i was like not impressed with this i was kind of like this is kind of dumb it's kind of thing there was a series of lines that he had here um, which are always kind of classic lines, but uh, this is what Paul Shear is saying to this one of this female agents, and he's saying, "Don't fall in love with me." That's a, you know always a classic. And then she's like, "Oh, don't worry, yeah, you don't have to worry about that at all." And he's, then he just continues by saying, "When this is all over, I'm just going to break your heart." Then he gets in real close to her, and he says, "Sure, the sex will be fantastic, but that's nothing to hang your hat on." And then, and then the last thing he says, "We almost kissed," because he was like whispering in her ear. And uh, the way he said this with this girl, I was just like cracking up. And then there's a couple other parts that were like overly funny. And this thing was only maybe like 14 minutes long. Um, and like I said, it would have started out as maybe a bottom tier, uh, Jeff Gold, or middle tier. And the way it kind of ended, I, uh, I think I actually put it at top tier. 
Um, it was funny. It had some laugh out loud moments, which I think is hard to do when you're watching something by yourself. Uh, you know, a lot of comedy, a lot of times you get comedy from like people around you also laughing. You know, like going to a comedy club is more fun than watching a person uh, stand up, you know, on TV. And it's not that stand up on TV isn't funny, but like you're going to laugh more if you're in a comedy club watching that comedian because it's all the environment around you. So if you're laughing at a TV show by yourself, you know, watching something, uh, it's, it's usually pretty decent. So I'm going to give this a top tier Jeff Goldblum, a, uh, a Jeff Goldblum on the Independence Day movie review scale. That could buy it, I think, at least some time to, uh, to take them take out, take them down, do your, do your stuff. Full Hauser. I haven't seen any other episodes. I don't know if I necessarily want to see any other episodes, but, um, you know, there it is. Let's see if James is here. I figured we'd do booze news as well. Ooh. I got uh, booze news. Yes, NBC Columbus. Starbucks releases whiskey-flavored coffee. No alcohol in the coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Made by placing unroasted Indonesian coffee beans in empty barrels that once had aged whiskey inside. Oh, they're barrel aging the beans. Barrel aging the beans. I love me some coffee. I fucking love me some whiskey. I would not drink this. I think this sounds disgusting. I don't think you'd put those two together. Steve James, your thoughts? Yeah, let's hear your thoughts, Steve. Um, love coffee, love coffee, but, uh, not a big whiskey fan, um, so, I'm gonna pass on this. Yeah, I feel like the whole point of the, uh, the whiskey flavor is the, the actual, uh, alcohol, it's not so much the flavor, I mean, there are some people that enjoy, like, drinking whiskey on the rocks, you know, they'll just have a, you know, glass of it, the type of thing, um, Mm. but I don't think anybody enjoys that flavor if there wasn't any alcohol content in it like i don't know if it's just the flavor that people like i feel like it's like the you know the alcohol effect yeah. so i'll be honest when i drink it's usually just whiskey like i don't mix, mix it or anything not to, not trying to sound like a hardo get off my lawn that's yeah. just my favorite drink i love whiskey yeah my favorite so, i love coffee i drink it black i don't think the two go together at all i think this is another dumb move Another dumb company. Like, quit it, your pumpkin spice lattes. You know? Why you gotta ruin something great? And if you're offended by it, you're a freaking snowflake. It sounds like you wanted to yeah. say, bitch what, Pat? But uh, <laughs> but this is just business. <laughs> I was getting there. I had that really quick, too, if we had, like, yeah. a quick minute. Go for it. I said, bitch what? Bitch, 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 bitch what? I said, Bitch what? Bitch, 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 I saw, like, a quick snippet of that. Some guy stuck his dick in a five-pound plate, and it got stuck. (laughs) Now, my question is why. Well, okay, wait. Here's where I'm confused, because obviously if it got stuck, that means he he had to insert it flaccid, and then he became erect, right? I mean, is that what... That's what it seems like happened, right? I don't think it gets stuck soft. That's what I'm saying. So, so... What what was he doing with the weight? He must really love working out. That's all I can think of. <laughs> um, and then it, it, to the point where they had like he stayed like so it had to be some sort of thing wrong. Like he had to have taken like a medication to because you don't normally just uh, have to the point where so you you're could saying call. he got he took like a Viagra. That's what I'm thinking, right? Back to where he was erect for like three hours. So he was stuck in this five pound plate. I think I think he's actually not as as sexually attracted to working out as he actually, you know, that he wants to be. So he took a, a Viagra so that people could say, wow, this guy really, really likes working out. Ended up backfiring Here's my other him. thoughts. What if he was trying to do dick-ups? Oh. Or like dick curls. There's a, there's a soundbite of Jack Black saying, uh, what is he saying, dick push-ups or something like that. And it's from some movie. Dude, listen. 
I've been doing cock push-ups. It's where you fucking lay down flat on the ground, and then you let your boner lift you up off the ground. See? It's fucking simple. Uh, so maybe that's what it was something trying to do. Maybe he was past the point where he could do it without, uh, without weight, and now he's doing it with weight. Sounds horribly, you know, painful. I don't know. I think that that has an intended use. You should stick to that use. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shut up, bitch! <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, I'm going to get to a real quick uh, Tanzanian news here. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure, and scientists claim that the patient is now transmitting You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi. It's a fake. Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a wazi. It's a fairy dust. What are you, from Tanzania? Yes, I am. Uh, so, this was actually an article in a local newspaper, Chicago Trib. Shout out to Chicago Trib. Uh, Land Rover, a sweet ride. Sweet spelled S-U-I-T-E. Uh, so, basically, uh, for $4,498 a person, you can go on a 10-day, 11-day, 10-night trip where you stay above a Land Rover that's converted into a little tent area in the middle of the safari. Wait, so a car that's converted into a tent? It's kind of confusing, this picture. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i take a picture of this and post this on so our like Facebook. It's like a pop-up? It, it like up a camping pop-up, but it's No, um, it's, it looks strange. It's literally like a car, and then there's stilts above the car that have this tent on it. Um. And so I guess you can go up there and you spend a lot. But we talked about, like, a couple weeks ago how cheap it was to Airbnb uh, in Tanzania. Based on that, uh, this is not a great price. And also, you don't sleep in the car. You sleep above the car in the little tent, like a canvas tent above the car. So you sleep outside. You're basically sleeping outside in the tent. Also, not sure how safe I'd feel just, like, in the like this is kind of secluded. Not sure how safe I feel uh, just being in you know exposed like this. You could probably see from kind of far away because it's kind of high up, and you're just in the middle of the safari. I just would be more worried about like uh, the poacher guys. Uh, I don't think you look like an elephant. No, but we talked about. I mean, those guys are just da- like those guys are doing something illegal, and they'll kill people. You know, if they're just like you know messing with them trying to kill elephants. Like we talked a few weeks ago, Steve. There's there was an article about. Uh, the guy that was in charge of kind of like uh, eradicating the uh, poaching problem in Tanzania, they just found him murdered in his car like a couple weeks ago. He got whacked. He got whacked. So I'm not sure how exposed you just want to be in the middle of some safari. I feel like if I'm staying at Tanzania, I'm going to stay inside the Do you watch Riley Steele's movies? No, Pat. You know what? I can honestly say I've never seen one of Riley Steele's movies other than than, uh, Piranha 3D. I have no idea who she is. Well, you can do some. You can do some uh, side investigating on your own, uh, but oh. we'll, we'll keep that off the air. Okay. <laughs> What's that, Steve? Independent research. Independent research, exactly. You can. Well, uh, why don't you post about it on your blog, Pat? Your music blog. Oh yeah, that one blog I put out over a year ago. <laughs> do one update. Do one update yeah, on Riley Steel movies. Yeah. Well, you don't know that. People probably just are doing like... No, uh, I do. They were probably I doing... I do. It got opened eight times. How many times did I open it? Probably eight. <laughs> I read it. I read it. Um, it probably, people are probably doing incognito mo- mode, so they didn't uh, have to give away that they were... <laughs> to have to give How do you know about you. incognito mode? Because that's what I used to use to, to read your blog. Okay. So what made you go on incognito mode to read my blog? So that you wouldn't know that I was reading it, because I was embarrassed. So how did you even know it was a thing? Research. <laughs> Independent research. <laughs> Independent research. <laughs> All right. Uh, we should probably wrap up the show there. Uh, Steve, uh, thank you a lot for calling in. Steve, do you want people to follow you on anything, anywhere? If uh, I remember what my Twitter handle is, I would say it. Um, let, me, let, me, let me find it real quick. Sounds like, sounds like you're really in the Twitter stuff. <laughs> sounds like you're pretty active. <laughs> I, I, have a, I, would, I would describe it as sporadic posting at best. Okay. Um, That's, that sounds quite uh, the sell. Quite the sell. At Steve James 91. 
Steve James 91. Nice. When you, you say will like, occasionally, you will occasionally see me post a response to uh, socks mask. Um, <laughs> oh, nice! And uh, that's about it. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll try to get back in the Twitter game. I don't know. We'll see. And and it's been it's been two weeks of the Bears season. We haven't talked about the Bears yet, which is really crazy for me and Pat. I don't know if I there's don't much think we to say. To talk about last week. I, I, there's not much to say about this team, right? No, yeah, I've already read all the <laughs> – go ahead, Steve. It's a disaster. It's just – they're a disaster. Uh, yeah, that's it. Maybe the worst team – maybe the worst team while we've been alive? Um, no, I don't think so. They've gone 3-13 and 13 multiple times while we've been alive. we still got to give them a chance this season. It's only two games. I mean, I will just say Mike Glennon is a better quarterback than Caleb Haney. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You're going. That's a bold there prediction. Were some dark days. That's a real bold <laughs> prediction. Speaking of which, shout out to Bold Predictions podcast, uh, friend of the shows. Um, so yeah, that, I would say that's pretty. That is pretty ballsy to say there about about Glennon there, Steve. Um, real real last yeah. thing with the with the Bears. I really think I've said this to a couple people. I think the second worst wide receiving core in the NFL. I think only the Jets are probably worse. Jets might even be better than the Bears right now, wide receiver core. I mean, it's 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 absurd. Question for both of you, because I don't think we've talked about it. you got to cut Kevin White, right, at some point? Yeah, unless you could get him for, like, a veteran minimum. I don't know if, how – I mean, yeah. The okay, guy I don't is, mean uh, – you're yeah. right. I don't mean cut him, but you got to get rid of him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's last. He's been, he's been given how many? It's been he's going to be injured for three years straight. It's you know it, that, that ship has sailed. And it's not like the games that he's like the five games he's played and he's done like phenomenal or anything. Yeah, he's no. been mediocre. Mediocre, yeah. Huge disappointment. <clears throat> Huge disappointment. Um, so uh, yeah, Steve, everybody follow you there at Steve James ninety one. Uh, sounds like one of those things, like when there's a guy who is uh, maybe in his like 40s or 50s, is trying to sound younger, so he puts an age of like somebody in their 20s. Um, but for you, that you're that's actually your case, so uh, you're good there. Um, we want to follow Pat Callahan at Bad Piece 33. That's not whatever. Okay. <laughs> follow me at JRadzy3. Uh, so then uh, also Chubb Chubb Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. And email the show, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. And the show is ended. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.